0: Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, do you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar
1: BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today The Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work, so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, welcome everyone to this episode of Blue Collar BS. Today, kind of hanging out without our co-host, Brad Herta, who's off having some family time, things like that. You get me. Losing my voice, we're just getting back from our conference that we had down in Cincinnati. It was a great conference, learning new tools, skills for what we do and deliver to our clients and to the trades. This week, we have an awesome guest. His name is Andrew Brown. He is the CEO and founder of Toolfetch. Andrew, welcome
2: to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, sorry about your voice, but uh, you're coming in crystal clear. All right. Awesome.
1: No, it's a It's done on purpose, with purpose, so (laughs) it wouldn't be fun. Wouldn't be fun. So, Andrew, before we get started, we always ask every guest, what generation do you best fit in with or identify with? What generation
2: am I in, or what do I identify with? Both. Both? Oh, no, I'm going to give away my age. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I think I tuck underneath the Generation X. Yeah, uh, i not dating. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think across yeah. the board, um, I don't think there's one soda sort of generation I kind of lean towards. I think right. uh, the stuff that I do in the blue collar skill trades and my messaging just goes across the board, uh, with a lot of different, uh, generations. So I don't, I don't think there's one soda sort of generation that I, I kind of tuck underneath. Um, obviously I have my own thoughts on, My generation versus others, and that's probably a different conversation. But uh, yeah, I try to keep an open mind and try to stay with the times and and be relevant, whether (laughs) what it doesn't matter what what age they are. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Andrew, tell us, share with our listeners a little bit about your story and how you came into the blue the blue collar space because it's kind of unique.
2: Yeah. Uh, so to give you a, a little context in your audience context, um, I can take you back to September 11th, 2001, when I was 23 years old, living in New York City at the time. And the planes had just hit the World Trade Center. And like everyone else, we were in complete shock. And I just had this pit in my stomach that I had to do something. I couldn't just sit there. And I got a crazy idea to give my friend a call in Rhode Island. And have him come in and we were gonna go down there. We were gonna help. And after some convincing back and forth after a few days, he came in, picked me up in a big blue truck with an American flag on the back. And he was dressed up yeah. as a tradesperson. He had a hard hat on, he had overalls on, and he said, Here you go. Right, right? here's your set. We find ourselves racing down the west side highway from checkpoint to checkpoint, and we yep. park the car. And all of a sudden, I found myself on ground zero helping tradespeople and emergency workers find survivors. And I was just remembering watching the tradespeople do whatever was necessary to find people in the rubble and and going into unstable structures. And there was no PPE on. I was just struck in awe what they were capable of. And they were running really side by side with emergency workers. And you talk about life-changing events, trajectory changes. Yeah. I was an IT guy. I wasn't a tool (laughs) guy. And literally after that situation, I quit my job. I was in IT at the time. I had quit my job. And for months, I had sleepless nights of figuring out, how do I get back to the blue-collar trades And from a safety standpoint of seeing them with no PPE on and just what can I do to to give back? And that's where I co-founded an online tool and equipment business named Toolfetch with my brother a little over 20 years ago. We're still going strong. We still love the business today. And we sell tools to the skilled trades. So professionals such as welders, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, and other blue-collar trades. And These are the men and women who are building and repairing our bridges, our tunnels, our roads, and we reach them by offering one of the largest online tool and equipment catalogs on the internet with a million different products from 650 different vendors, so lifts, cement mixers, drain cleaners, harnesses, and stuff like that. That is my way to get back to the blue collar skill trades, dating back 22 years ago, what I saw.
1: Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. Like, Kudos to you and your brother for doing that. It's yeah. not something people do and think of every single day Yeah, to get out the maneuver for, for them. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff I've seen you post on LinkedIn, right, it's how do we engage the younger generation to get into the trades? What are your ideas there?
2: Yeah, to, to get people interested in the trades, we, we need to look at what generation are, are, are we targeting, right? Are we targeting millennials? Who Who are we targeting? We have a problem. We have 40% that are retiring in the next five or 10 years. So roughly the age is in maybe in the mid forties or fifties and, you know, retirement is, is, it's just sort of around the corner. So we have a huge gap and a trades gap of the amount of people that are leaving versus coming in. So the question is, how do you get younger kids interested? It has to come down to messaging. It has to come down to mm-hmm. what's being spoken about in your household from a parent standpoint. Yes. What are your parents? Hell yes. What are your parents, you know, saying? And it, it, it depends on obviously household to household. Some parents are pro college. Some are not pro college. Some are open mm-hmm. to uh, different types of careers. And I am, look, I went to college myself, but I could tell you, Dang. I could tell you I spent four years and I was more confused coming out of school than when I was in school. I bounced it onto to major and major and went into all these different areas. And then I ended up selling tools to the skilled trades because a life-changing event. Yeah. But parents, guidance counselors, so guidance counselors, Mm -hmm. when they're sitting down with kids, are they giving them the option of about going down a path of the the trades? Are they thinking of maybe an electrician or a plumber or a welder? Or are they just saying, what college are you going to? What's being said Mm -hmm. most of the time, and I always say this, that college, uh, guidance counselors and teachers are the best marketers for college, that they are, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in some respects, pushing them, people into college, but maybe it's not the right path. And I'm not saying it's a bad path. I'm just saying it's not the right path for everybody. And then the teachers, teachers itself, teachers are, you know, what are they saying in, in the classroom? Are they giving options like the 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 yeah. trades and on top of kids are they are they taking trades classes like is is there is there some type of right. shock class in mm-hmm. in school that is not where it used to be years prior where you used to take a shock class and i don't even remember exactly taking a shock class and yeah if you're exposing kids early working with their hands somebody has a mechanical mm-hmm. ability you know, maybe it sparks right. something to say, whoa, mm-hmm. I can make, I can do something. I can have a career like this and then sends them on that path. So right. I think it's getting to parents, getting to guidance counselors, and getting to teachers. Those are your three main objectives to try to change no. some of the old adage about the trades.
1: No, excellent points. And even in – so I'm out of Detroit, so Michigan, you know, school's here. A lot of them have closed those trade – components down yeah. for what reason well we don't see the value in that it's not who we are as educators we're not here to educate yeah. them in the trades and that's just a huge disservice to not just the students but society in general because we're we're standing around we're not standing around but we're faced with the huge exodus of people leaving the trade industry and there's not a real strong pipeline to fill it in at all. So what are you seeing as some trends with some of the trades in your area? Like, how are they reaching out and engaging different markets to bring people into
2: the trades? So what I've seen, especially with the younger generation, if you want to get the attention of somebody, social media, Mm -hmm. where are people consuming their content, right? Social media, that's kind of where I tuck myself underneath and They have a Mm -hmm. heavy presence on LinkedIn to show up every day, put a video out about trades and that's where they're consuming. So whether it's on LinkedIn or it's on TikTok or it's YouTube shorts or some other type of platform, maybe Facebook or whatever, or Instagram, getting in front of the the younger generation who are consuming some of the, you know, those platforms have unique messaging about the trades. And I've tried to do that in different platforms to try to, Get people interested or at least start yeah. the conversation that, hey, you know right. what? We have this trades deficit. <laughs> and I always say this yeah. in the next handful of years, a tradesperson can demand a hundred dollars an hour because of the supply and demand. You know, there's more yeah. there's more work than people. And if you have yeah. that skill, I mean, you're you're golden if you keep continually mm-hmm. building up your skill set. And, you know, um, yeah, absolutely possibly working and, 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 and starting your own business one day. I mean, the sky's <laughs> the, and I see this even here as an example in the New York region, <laughs> it's very difficult. And everyone's always complaining. Friends of mine saying, I can't find anybody. I can't find an electrician. Yeah. I can't find yeah. um, a plumber. I, I always say, because they have enough work, they don't, you know, they yeah. have. they can pick and choose the jobs they want. So mm-hmm. there is just a supply and demand issue here but uh, right getting back to the original question yes I think social media and the messages I also think showing up construction companies showing up at trades fairs so when a kid is looking yeah. walking through the trades <laughs> fair who, who's there a college is there maybe a bank is there some other organizations is a construction company there and if the construction company is there how do you get the interest if I'm walking by'm I'm, I'm 16 17. How do you pique the interest of somebody? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think, kids think, well, you know what? It's just a dirty job. And it's a guy pushing a wheelbarrow on a construction shop. I don't want to do that. And right. we have to change that mentality that when you're working in construction, you're not just building a building. You're building a building for people who to have jobs. When you're repairing right. or building a bridge, people can get over it. And, and go to their work, you know, if preparing a road or if you're building mm-hmm. a school, you're providing education to schools to show kids what mm-hmm. it's like to be on the job site and what's the ladder of success. And where look, you can start off yeah. as an apprentice. You could be a journeyman. You can, mm-hmm. you can, you know, go up to be a master. You can run a construction company one day, or you can start your own business yeah. one day, just sharing all what you can do. And I don't know if right. that's fully fully there. I think there are probably some, some aspects that probably could be tweaked, but I think you need to engage and get in front of kids and let Mm -hmm. them know what's possible in the trades.
1: Yeah. So what do you think is preventing the current market today from engaging in in that way on social media, making it relatable and sharing their
2: purpose for that generation? I think people are doing it. I think it's, it's out there. I think it just has to be amplified. You know, it's, yeah. everybody does their piece. You do your piece mm-hmm. with the, the podcast. I do my piece with video messaging and the next person yeah. does their podcast. Everybody chips away at the old adage. We're all doing mm-hmm. it. We're kind of working together, but like we're sort of working together, but we're all, we're all banding together to do this. You know, we all want right. the same thing. We don't want the trades to die. Mm-hmm. We don't want people just to retire and people don't take over. Um right. So we all, our hearts are all in the right place. And I think we just need to do more of it out there.
1: Yeah. Have you seen any trade companies do this successfully? Personally?
2: Yeah. No particular example. Yeah. Off, off the top of my head. Um, You know, I see spurts here and there. uh, Nothing right. really sickly comes to mind, and this goes back to there needs to be more of it. Yeah, and that's why that's why one of the things I do is I just try to put as much out there as possible to to, right. to put, you know bring awareness to it. So I think mm-hmm. more and more across the board of the social media and the videos and messaging right. of what's possible. But I don't have anybody, unfortunately, in particular that I can <laughs> I can say is doing wow, you know do an excellent job in that that
1: respect. No, that's, and that's, yeah. that's fine, because that's what we see as well is the the talk is there mm-hmm. to, well, we want these people. well, as you pointed out, where are we, where should we engage with them on? Because they're always playing on their phones, right They're not you, you know they'll listen to the radio, but that's hit and miss, but where are they always at? They're always playing on their phones. And how do we reach them? Oh, we just put out the same static crap all the time, and we're never consistent. And that's what makes you unique—is you're out there putting out videos with strategic, unique messaging about that market. So I just—I truly want to say thank you for what you're doing because it's—it is making an impact.
2: I appreciate it, and you know, I only do it from my heart. It's—it's—it—it it mm-hmm. dates back to to nine eleven. That you know these are amazing people in the in the, in the trades, the men and women who do what they do, and I really wanted to be to some degree a voice or a beacon to mm-hmm. to really you know put that message out there that what they do is important and they're essential and you know if we woke up one day next day and they all disappeared we 'd be in a really tough spot, and things would not be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. My, You know, Absolutely. we always take for granted. I, I flip the switch and and the power goes on. The lights go on. Right. I flush mm-hmm. the toilet. I I, right. I take these things for granted. But or my heat goes mm-hmm. on. My AC goes on. But men and women are, are fixing it and, and maintaining these systems. And we just we can't right. let we can't let the trades die. You know, we have uh, infrastructure work we want to do. We're spending billions of dollars. We have a C minus rating. Yeah. And it's, it's frightening that no one wants to take the job. Who's going to fix it? So we need to right. do a better job in all sense, that we just yeah. want to make sure that things are, are being fixed. And, 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 and like I said, all, all together, we just need to do a better job right. on the marketing front.
1: Right. So have you seen or heard, because we like to talk generations on this show, any stigma differences between the different generations so between the boomers and the gen x and the millennials and the gen z where there might be some reasons why gen z wouldn't want to get into the trades
2: yeah i i think over time it's i think it's getting better i think yeah you know back years prior it was just acceptable that you worked in a factory it was acceptable that right. you were a mechanic it was acceptable at some point something shifted whether you know college was the the portion uh, at some point mm-hmm. and to say that you know you should be getting a white-collar job versus a blue-collar job and then it got looked down mm-hmm. upon that it's not you know it's it's plan it's option b it's for the bad kids out there something right. something at some point changed. I can't, I'm not going to fully speculate on which generation per se, but over yeah, time, it's just, it's it shifted. But even, even to today. So if I'm a kid and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, right? Uh, a lot of kids want instant gratification. They want it today. Yes. I, I don't want to work for it. It's going to take, wait, it's going to take me five or 10 years. Why, why should I do that? Maybe mm-hmm. I can do something in technology. Maybe I can do something in AI. Or here, can I start a social media channel? And make AdSense. I don't know. It's just there's a different men- there's a different mentality yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um, And not saying this is everybody, but the, the work ethic is maybe a little bit different than it once was. And right. people just want want it now. Kids are looking for it now, and it's not mm-hmm. like that in the skilled trades to some degree. But it takes time to build up your skill set. Right. And 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 maybe kids just don't want to don't want to do that. They just want, you know, a quick and easy mm-hmm. I don't have to work as hard. But that's this seems to be sort of the direction right. the younger kids are sort of taking right now. And I hope that changes. Mm-hmm. I know it's changing, but it's yeah. it's a slow burn.
1: It's a slow burn. And as we were talking earlier, it's it's one talking about it in their words, on their terms, on their platforms of choice, yeah. but then circling back to the adults that influence them and messaging to them. So circling back to that, what messaging should we be having for parents that may have, may have children that there is other options for college?
2: Yeah. The, the, the messaging should be that there is that college is not the hundred percent path that everybody should take before, before right. a, a, a kid signs on that dotted line. It takes on a tremendous amount of debt where that debt follows you. And then thinking sort of past college of how long is it going Mm -hmm. to take to make back that money? Which direction am I going to take? The messaging just has to change overall of the old adage of it being dirty. It's not respected. It's option B, like I mentioned. It's for the bad kids. That stuff needs to go away. So the messaging mm-hmm. aspect needs to change. And that's through video messaging like myself. That is through just yep. getting to parents and, you know, making them understand that it's not what it used to be. It's respectable. Right. I always say, and I always make this joke, but, you know, people ask, well, who, who's got the large house down the street? Oh, that guy owns a plumbing <laughs> company. Wait, what? I don't even understand how yeah. he's in the trades. I don't, and you'd be really surprised. Most people would be surprised at what, and people in the trades, you know, they can do extremely well. Mm -hmm. And in something that you didn't think that they could do well and that they do very well by working with their hands. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a huge advocate of being in the trades. Why, why should we go into debt to get an education, to spend years to pay it off when I can go out into the trades right now and have income coming in, and I don't have those sunk bills that I'm paying for decades in student loans. And I think that's some messaging, too, for parents, because they don't understand that. Yep. that. There are great paying jobs right now where kids are, are kid. – I'm saying kids because some of my clients are signing 20-year-olds at 25 to $30 an hour yep. to start working as a general laborer. We're just talking general labor at $25, $30 an hour. And it goes up from there to, yes, they are getting paid over $100 an hour. Some are getting close to $200 an hour, which is way better than white collar.
2: (laughs) Yeah, look, you have to put the time and energy into college. And a lot of people come out and they switch completely. So they majored in something right. and then all of a sudden they just, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I've seen that. I've seen more people upset who went to college and just literally just change and they started all over again. I mean, that happens too. Right. And that's that's mm-hmm. a heavy investment into, into college. And you spend four years of your life plus a few years outside in the wrong job because you're in a completely different, you want to go into a completely different space. So that happens as well. And I've seen that. And unfortunately that happens, but like you said, just to amplify what you said about getting into the trades, you know, it's, it's less expensive trade school and making money while you're an apprentice and you Mm -hmm. have something that will stay with you. If you build your skills up for a very long time and you're needed and that skill set is needed and it depends what you do with it. If you want mm-hmm. to climb the ladder of success and you want to build your way up and you want to find a mentor right. and you want to train and get better and then own your business one day, that's wonderful as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That door is open. Yeah. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of possibilities and opportunities. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So, Andrew, I want to thank you for your time today because it's just been great, one, getting to know a little bit about your backstory, but two, how you are really impacting the blue-collar space. So thank you for everything that you're doing. How can people get a hold of you?
2: Yeah. So, best ways to get in touch with me is LinkedIn under Andrew Brown. Mm-hmm. You can DM me. Uh, you can yeah. uh, speak to me uh, in the tool business. So, you can speak to me about tools or blue collar skill trades. I love talking about both. YouTube yeah. is ToolFetch. All right. Yep. And Andrew at toolfetch.com is my email address. And I'm always, uh, Always would like to talk to people in skilled trades or people who are interested in skilled trades.
1: Well, and just shout out to Andrew. He will message you. Comment on his feed. He will message you within hours. Yes, and have a very pointed question back for you. Yes, I try right back to you to, to engage, and it's it is amazing. So thank you, Andrew, for what you do. Thank you, and and you know, encouraging the blue collar space to and the kids to look at the trades.
2: Thank you very much. So I appreciate
0: thank-, it. thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herda. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue
2: collar businesses strong for generations to come.